So hello, everybody. How has your week been going? Hopefully it's been a grand week for yourself. Boy, Thursday and Friday was the bestest days. I think of the whole summer. No humidity, beautiful sunny days. I got a lot of yard work done to help my girlfriend and this uh, her son's wedding in her yard. And it was just, oh, it was just a beautiful day. And then the evening, my top off the evening, holding cats and having a beer. So on my new on my new gazebo that I got this year, so that's pretty cool. But so yes, I hope uh, you guys have got some good questions for me today, and um, I we're going to be talking about cat diabetes, uh, and also uh, what is said is also into dog diabetes. So we're going to be talking about cat diabetes mostly because they unfortunately suffer at a higher rate from it than dogs do. I'm not a vet, but I just want to get, I got, uh, hopefully some of you guys have got the book, Your Cat is the Bible for Cat Owners by Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S. Well, anyway, she has a section about it and I want to go over it with you and just ears up and whether it be a cat in your life that you own or somebody you know that has a cat that has diabetes, a, a new way of thinking, okay? So we want to go over that. And then uh, if you go to my KDK9 website or my KDK9 Facebook page, I just posted a fantastic article on the DCM, the dilated cardiomyopathy in dogs, whereas uh, they're speculating, speculation it is, guys, no research has been done that it might be grain-free food that's causing maybe a higher rate in DCM. Uh, and this this article is phenomenal. So please go to my KDK9 Facebook page. You can go to mytalk1071.com, go to my KDK9 page, and click on my Facebook page. It's a must read. So instead of hitting the panic button like everybody's hitting the panic button about, you know, grain-free foods, no, folks, educate yourself. Everything in rotation is just everything's fine. All right. Um, also, too, Carly, have you ever heard? Have you ever seen a baby hummingbird? I have not. I have seen. Now, last week I saw one. Yes. Last year I saw one. And I didn't realize. I thought it was just a big bee. <laughs> Till I looked how it was like flying, and yeah. I realized it was a hummingbird. Well, the the earlier last week I I saw a baby hummingbird again up in my one garden up by the school. Yeah. And now today I was out on the deck, and uh, I could, you know you could hear that flap. Yes. And and I look, and by Jimmy, there's another baby hummingbird. Bird. So if you, wow. I've been so honored. I mean, I just can't believe I've seen two baby, well, actually three, one last year, baby hummingbirds. It's just, it's phenomenal. I don't even have any hummingbird feeders because I don't want to feed the hummingbirds to my cats. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so oh. yeah. And then also I want to talk today about dogs humping on you or the kids. So cats and diabetics and dogs humping on you and the kids. Also next Saturday, remember, is Stomp Out Suicide. Okay, that's next Saturday up at Wyoming, up in Wyoming. You can go to stompoutsuicide.org, stompoutsuicide.org, and you can read out all the schedule, the facts. Uh, let's see, 9 o'clock, the registration begins. 9.45 is welcome in the stage area, and 10 a.m., the 5K begins. And it's uh, the route, route is flat and goes to neighborhoods in Wyoming, and will be available. Water will be available along the route. Then ten forty live music by Jake Nelson. Eleven uh, fifteen Keystone Note Dick Beardsley. Eleven thirty memory event. Twelve o'clock the silent auction closes and checkout. And so that's why the whole event goes from nine at two noon. So hopefully you can make it. I'm going to be there. I'm the water station for the dogs. 
And so you remember, I don't believe in community water bowls for dogs because if one dog's sick, everybody's going to get sick. So what we do is we have a whole bunch of bowls and you can take a bowl and then you can give your dog water. And then also there's where you got bandanas. Uh, Nutrisource is a sponsor of the Stomp Out Suicide Bandanas. And also, um, I'm going to, I got that. Laura's going to help me with a friend of her or her sister, I think it is. But anyway, and we're going to pass out some free samples of Nutrisource too. You can't miss me. I will be with the big uh, Royal Blue Avalanche with all the orange coolers and the banner that says Katie or the banners that say, uh, um, Nutrisource Pet Foods. Okay. So that's the next Saturday, 9 a.m. Uh, at, I think it's Goodview Park or something like that. Just go to stompoutsuicide.org and you can find out all the particulars. So I'll be up there from nine to noon. Uh, and I was just at a wedding, that wedding that I helped get ready for. Okay, folks, if you're planning an event or in a wedding, you know, what happened yesterday was the bride-to-be didn't designate anything and anybody, nobody to help put food out. Nobody put bring food in. Nobody to uh, do dishes, pack food, uh, to guard, to go uh, stand by the table, see if anybody needed help. Uh, and I, I was one of the most disorganized weddings I've been to in a while. But the whole thing is, is that if you're planning an event, it could be a graduation, it could be a wedding. It's all about the experience that your guests are going to have, and you want them to have a good experience. And so that's why you need people in their places to help make sure everything runs smoothly. So that's why. Don't even bother to have an event if you do not make your list and say, okay, what food are we serving? What beverages are uh, What does the bar need? We need ice. We need stir sticks. We need uh, pop or whatever type thing. Uh, okay, the the cake, the dessert table. We need a dessert table. We need the main table. Is everything going to fit? And you have to make sure and label stuff. You know, like this is potato salad. This is, you know, uh, chicken salad or whatever, little things like that. And she did have that. I was impressed with that. But the whole thing is there was no people to help whatsoever and so I kind of was a jack of all trade master of none and getting all the food out getting all the food in uh, packaging the food you know by myself which you know I was there for my girlfriend but I little did I know I was going to be a one man event person <laughs> needs to say little sore today but I'm doing fine. So if you're having an event, you know, like who's going to serve the food? Who's going to clean up the food? Uh, who's going to be in charge of when the cake is uh, served and how to cut it up and give it out? Uh, who's going to bartend? Uh, kitchen, who's going to help clean up uh, the kitchen so that uh, if it is at your house or somebody's house, they don't have to come into a house full of literally dishes, right? Also, too, yesterday was a little bit rainy, so her house kind of got trashed. I, I went and found some rugs and put them down so her main carpet wouldn't have got, you know, hit bad. But you, you've got to think of everything. You got, you know, and that's why, you know, people, there are event planners out there and stuff like that. And they be, or just in your realm of people, there's got to be people that have put on big doings before have been there done that and know okay what lists you have to make and what people you have to get to do what and then then you grab those people and you tell those people all day I, I waited for somebody to come up and say oh somebody said or you know the bride told me that I'm going to help uh, with the food what do you want me to do no there was it was crickets 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 so that's why don't do that to friends that really want to help you that they all of a sudden get stuck with the whole thing 
yeah, I was happy to do it for my girlfriend, but yeah, I was a little unnerved by the, by that. But you know what? We lived for another day. Had a beer at ten to ten. Came home. I got there at two. Got home at ten to take care. Oh, ten thirty to take care of my kiddlings, and then had a couple more beers. <laughs> so anyway, so if you're trying to, if you're planning an event or anything like that, please, please get uh, enough help. Or maybe if you don't have enough people, you have somebody that you know will help you. That they have people that can help that they can bring in. Had I known that, I would have tried to you know rattle rally some troops to help. So that's why, like I said, if you're going to have an event, do it right and make sure that you're not always running for stuff that, oh, we ran out of this, we ran out of that. Da, da, da. You know, uh, people that have done stuff like this, and I, God knows I have put on enough big events, you know, at my farm that I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And so I, I think that, and I just figured this gal had more of a handle on the situation. Well, not so much. So anyway, we all lived. They're married, and even though they got rain down there, hey, what rain is uh, good luck, right? With a wedding, well, then they should have a lot of good luck. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't a downpour, but it, yeah, it's, it kept it kind of mucky. <laughs> it is what it is. So, hopefully, you got a uh, question for me. Give me a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one. Our whoops. Okay, ready for the first trivia question? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I like trivia. Okay. Which fish spends most of its time out of water? <laughs> Which fish spends most of its time out of water? We'll be back. Thank you for spending your Sunday afternoon with me, Katie K9 and Carly. So she's back. She was at a family deal last week, and so now she's back and manning the boards. So I greatly appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. And then I want to thank uh, if Alexis Thompson and Angel have their ears on. They left something in the office or the meeting room here for me. Um, and what it is is Rin Tin Tin. You remember Rin Tin Tin? No, you're too young. Is that the dog? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you've t- you've it's talked about yeah, him. It's an yeah, article yeah, yeah. and pictures of him, and it's framed, and it's very oh, it's very old. And so it's really kind of nice that I got a Rin Tin Tin thing. So thank you, Anhill and Alexis. They're awesome people. All right, who's up to bat? Oh, wait a minute, we got a trivia question. Okay, see, so think. Keep me on track. Keep me on yes. track. Which fit? Which fish spends most of its time out of water? A mud skipper. A mud skipper. <laughs> ding, 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 Yay. ding, ding, ding. There you go. A mud skipper. And I have no idea what a mud skipper is. I'm I was look looking at them. Okay. They're pretty. They're interesting looking. Are they? Yeah. Because some a fish. Well, it it looks like a fish mixed with like a newt mixed with like a butterfly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And like a lizard, maybe a lizard eyes or something. Like it's really weird. Look at that. Yeah. There's one that I that I'm looking at right now, and it has like, it really looks like uh, you know those blue butterflies that have like the black wings with the blue on it. Yeah, it looks like those wings were taken off that butterfly and stuck on this really? thing. Oh, it's yeah. interesting. I'm going to have to Google that. Yeah, I got something so. else on my screen that I don't want to get rid of so right. that I can't go. Well, I suppose I can, but yeah. I am not very technical. Later, later. We'll look at it later. There you go. Yeah, there definitely. Go. Okay, so. Mud Skipper. Yeah. Spends most of his time out of water. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Okay, you've got a question, folks. You have a holler, 651-641-1071. Who's the first caller? Okay, we are going to talk to Ellie. Ellie has a question about vaccines and diets. All righty then. Hi, Ellie. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Good, good. Good. I can't complain so far. I'm waiting for the clouds to go away and the sun come back out, but we're still waiting on that. (laughs) So what kind of puppy? Is this a pupper, a a cat, or what what are we talking about? Yep. 
So this is Eli, and he's four and a half months old, and we just rescued him. We've had him for um, close to a month now. All right. And so when he came to us, he had already had, um, from the rescue, he had already had his first distemper. Um, and I, I'm new to your show. I didn't even know it existed. So I've been listening and listening to all your podcasts. Oh, thanks. So I, <laughs> yes, thank you, too, honestly. <laughs> so anyway, we brought him in to our local vet, um, you know, after we got him. Mm-hmm. And they gave him another distemper before I knew better. Um mm-hmm. So he's had now two distempers. The first was July 20th when he was about three months. And then, you know, when he was like four, four okay. months old. Okay. Um, and so my first question would be, and, and he had the rabies and Bortella. Um, we, we're not going to get him, give him the Lepto or the limes, But now, so I'm wondering about the titer. Mm-hmm. At which point now would I go for the titer for the um, distemper? Do I wait a while, or should we do it right away? Or um, I would wait till like you know six months. Okay, all right, because you want to make sure to see if that if those shots took. Because see, the mom's antibody stays with the pups until they're fourteen to sixteen weeks old, and so sometimes shots administered under that sometimes they don't take. And so that's okay. why, they, and this is what I don't understand, is why I keep plumbing this. Some people start shots at six weeks, which I just totally don't understand. And so the, so the thing is, is that if, you, if you're worried that they didn't take, then because you can do a titer for parvo, distemper, and rabies. Those are the three that you can do uh, titers on it, right? Okay. And so you can decide what you want. If, you're, if you just think, well, you know what, I think they probably took, then uh, don't, don't worry about it, except for then when they're, uh, if, when they're due again. You know, it's, it's totally up to yourself and what you want to do. Remember, the only shot that's required by law is rabies, right? Okay. And so, that, so that's one there. And but see now, it, uh, unfortunately, your titers are not. You can do the titer, and if it shows up, it's got antibodies, and you know if your dog ever get in contact with rabies, that they will. They got the, you know, the. Uh, yeah, no, totally. You had a brain fart there. Uh, the yeah, antibodies, there you go. They have the antibodies to, you know, fight off the disease, all right? So you, it's just what's your, if you're just entering into this world, you know, one of the books that you want to read is Shock to the System. Shock to the System by O'Driscoll, capital O D R I S C O L L. Okay. And that's one of the best books. And then you can start making decisions of what you, where you want to go. And don't, like I say, don't be pushed into a corner and feel like they're, you know, the vet is making you feel like an inadequate owner and that your dog's going to get sick and get this and get that, you know. Once you empower yourself, you can make better decisions and stay, and nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to bully you. And that's actually why I kept putting off, um, he had an appointment the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it was actually for the third um, that, thing, and I wanted I wanted to learn everything I could, and we're not even going to do that. We're not going to go that route. That's, so that's, to, awesome. yep. that's totally up to yourself because, like I said, they're becoming pin cushions, is what they are. Personally, in the vet world, I wish they would just wait until, you know, uh, you know, it just depends. Every, you know, just like in humans, there's strong immune systems, there's, uh, you know, crap immune systems. You know, their genetics play a big part. You know, it, there's just, there's so many, but, so that's why you, you read, you empower yourself, you take input, 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 and then you make decisions that you're comfortable with. Cause that's, that's my, I'm not telling, I don't tell people what they should do. What I'm doing is I want, here, read. You make your, and also dogsnaturallymagazine.com and healthypets.mercolo.com. Those are two invaluable resources where you can put like uh, uh, titer testing or parvo shots or rabies shots, you know, in the the search engine. Then all these articles come out. And so then you can just read, 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 and then figure out what is going to be your protocol and what are you going to do. Okay. 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 
The other, can I ask another question? You bet. Okay, awesome. So because he was a rescue, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big toss-up of what he is. And I don't know how you feel about these, but we did a DNA testing, mm-hmm. one of the, you know, ones that's out there. I don't yeah, know if I yeah. can say the name of it. You don't? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not a believer in them things. And the reason, oh. the big thing is, is that the original dog, all dogs stem from their Asian gray wolf. And it's not even in the DNA system. So how can you do a proper DNA they, if that what the, all dogs originated from isn't even in it, and so that's and so that and they'll they'll have a great day and come back and say, well, it's part Chihuahua. Well, yeah, because all dogs are related; they're all stem from one thing and they're branched out from there. All right, and so that's why I just tell people, you know, just look at the dog and your best guesstimate. Be happy the one you got, and then and the big thing that heads up on this too. Okay, pit bulls are riding a really bad wave right now. Okay, now let's say you have the DNA testing and you find out that your dog's got Staffshire Terrier in it. All right, okay, and you do not tell your insurance company. Okay, now what happens? Let's say by unfortunately your dog bites somebody. Okay, now everybody knows that you did a DNA testing, and so you knew that he had Staffshire or Pitt or whatever in him. Okay, and near and most insurance companies now are making people have a million dollar rider on their policy to cover any possibilities of a problem if you have a pit bull or pit bull mix. Now oh you did God. you didn't divulge that, and you knew. All right. And so the thing is, is that now you're you are grass <laughs> and your insurance company is a lawnmower. And so that's why, like I say, you know, you be careful what you open up. But to me, like I say, I uh, the, the average test goes 60 bucks and up. And I just tell people, you know, donate to a, a humane society where they could do a lot better good for it. Other than somebody reading a piece of paper saying, oh, this is what my dog. Really? I don't believe that. <laughs> Interesting. You know, so that's yeah. it. So that's why, like I said, no, I don't. I just take I look at my dogs because all my dogs are butts and i just best guesstimate and, that, and that's all i need to know i don't need to know exactly you know but it opens a can of worms if it turns back that there's you know there's pit or staffshire terrier in there so and well and it's one of the worms that i have a question about because when it when it came down then to like his uh genetic history it said that he has two copies of a certain mutation mm-hmm. that it increases the risk for hyperuricema which is um uric stones or mm-hmm. urinary tract infections mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be like a yo- low uric diet from everything I could read about that. Um, and so I don't want to, you know, panic and think that there's anything wrong, but I'm thinking, gosh, she's a puppy now. And actually we have a 14 year old Yorkie and okay. she's had two operations for bladder stones for mm-hmm. uric stuff. So they're kind of on the same mm-hmm. thing there. And I'm just wondering about, I want to, you know, make my own diet for him. Mm-hmm. I want help to create a appropriate diet for him that would be. Okay. Yep. You and know, so, it would take that into consideration. Right. Well, anytime you feed a processed diet, that's where you're going to have more complications with health. Same with the humans, right? The more processed food you eat, the more complications you're going to have with your health. Mm-hmm. But if you eat a better diet, you're going to have less complications, hopefully. Because mm-hmm. even if you're predisposed due to genetics, all right? And so, you know, we can't. And that's why too much information sometimes is not bliss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ignorant is bliss. But anyway, uh, so, the, uh, so what it is is that if you're that worried about it, then you shouldn't be feeding eating any uh, processed food whatsoever, you should either feed raw diet, you should uh, make your own food. Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Karen Becker, she's a holistic vet. She has okay. a book out. Uh, and, um, you know, Carly, I do this every time. Can you remember the name of that book? 
I can't remember. It's uh, feed your dog. I'll look it up really quick. Okay. Yeah. I I, I don't know why. I can picture the cover, but for the life of me, I can never remember the name of the book. And she helps you understand how to cook and do it right. Yeah. Because the bigger thing is, is what people forget is they always do like a rice, which is too much starch for a dog to to digest. So if you're going to do, you're going to do your meat, whether you're going to fry it. Or are you going to give it raw? Mix raw. it with either canned, uh, with pumpkin, or with uh, baked sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, and calcium. If you look at your dog's plate, it should be three quarters meat, a quarter vegetables, I mean an eighth vegetables, and an eighth calcium is what the, on that dog's plate. Did you get the book, Allie? Yeah. Um, so it's called Dr. Becker's Real Food for Healthy Dogs and Cats? Yep, that's it. Dr. Becker's. Real food for healthy dogs and cats. cats. Right. And does that also go into then supplements? Yeah, she got she gives you a little bit about that too. Yeah, and enzymes and you know the stuff that you talk about. Right, but see if you if you go yeah see if you go into and see because you you have a a rescue dog, ten to one you know he wasn't brought up in the best food and blah blah blah. Mom wasn't taking care better. Every pup from eight weeks to at least six months should be on a probiotic, a digestive enzyme, and fish oil until they're six months old, and then you can do it a couple every day, and then after that, then you can do it like a couple times a week. You don't have to do it every day when the furnace. He's on a good fish oil, and I've been giving him, um, I don't, it's not extra virgin, so I don't know what it did to lose that extra part, but virgin organic um, coconut oil, like okay. you talk about. Good, good. And a little bit of spirulina, I looked that up as well, good. and we have a, you know, for the chlorophyll, mm-hmm. but um, yep. I also don't want to over do it you know so right. I, I guess that's what i'm looking for is a resource that can right and be, just gotta remember though everybody human and in dogs our systems are different how they regulate things all right mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. why it's just it's a it, there there really isn't any book to feed us and them it's just called common sense what they need like i say three quarters of meat and uh, an eighth veggies and an eighth calcium you got to make sure you, but if you uh, karen becker book she'll help you out a lot and cool. then um and then if you go to those two websites uh, dogsnaturallymagazine.com and healthypets.marcola.com. Uh, Those two will both help you with that. Okay? okay. Yeah. There's a lot of learning to be done, and I, I applaud you for wanting to learn it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank okay. you. Your show has been a great resource. Oh, good, good. Thank you much, yeah. and thanks for calling. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Now, that's I'm so impressed when people want to learn more and do more. So, anyway, which is the only male creature to give birth? Which is the only male creature to give birth? Be back. That would be me, Katie K9. Thanks for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. Remember, all the shows here on My Talk are streamed live on the uh, on your computer anywhere in the whole wide world. Just go to mytalk1071.com and you can do that. Also, too, all the shows here at My Talk, including my, me, yours truly, we have podcasts. You can get that. Go to my show page, Katie K9, K A T I E, then K 9 or K9, the number 9, the number. That letter K, the number nine, uh, show page. If you go to mytalk101.com, uh, 1071.com, there you go. And so you get, there's a link there to my website, to KDK9 Obedience School. There's a link to my Facebook page, and you gotta go check to my, on my Facebook page. You have to check out the, uh, DCM article that I just posted. It's phenomenal. Uh, and anyway, so really, really, it may leave you scratching your head for that dilated cardiomyopathy. And then, uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy world out there. And so, yeah, so, so check that all out and then catch the podcast, all right? And don't forget this Saturday, the 17th, is Stomp Out Suicide. And that's up in Wyoming at the Good Good View 
Park. Okay, go to View Park. Go to stop, stompoutsuicide.org and you can find out all the particulars. It starts at 9, ends up at noon. And I'm going to be there and I'm going to have free samples uh, from uh, Nutrisource and a free bandana, Stomp Out Suicide. So please come out there, say hi. And uh, to you uh, viewer or viewers, to you listeners that are new to the show, I lost my brother in 2012, David, uh, to suicide. And so that's why this is kind of dear to my heart. And so hopefully if you got time to step on out, that'll be great. I don't do the run walks. Yeah, I'm just not that. I'd rather just stand by, give out free samples and, and water the dogs. I got the water station, okay? Dogs are welcome as long as they're dog friendly, okay? And people friendly, obviously. Okay, who's up to bat? Trivia. Oh, trivia. That's right. <laughs> okay, thank you for keeping me up. Yes. Okay. What is the only male creature to give birth? Okay, I do know this one. Um, It's a seahorse. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. And the only reason I know that is because I was watching a National Geographic thing about it and... That was a fact that they shared. That is amazing. It really is. To yeah. Me, they pass the eggs yeah. to the male, and the male actually has yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's they, weird. Yeah, it really is. And the seahorses, way back before you, like 60 years ago with the magazine, you could order, you know, through a little magazine. You sit in your dollar. Yeah. And you said you these little seahorses. And it's it's the craziest thing. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Mine never lived. So You're like, know. I always ended up I don't know if they were real. Mine. No, yeah, I don't know if they were real or yeah. I, I have no idea. So, but anyway, okay, let's head to the phone lines. If you got a question, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, sounds good. We're going to talk to Diane, and Diane has a question about um, potty issues and right. obedience with All a right. puppy. Here so, we yeah. go. Hi, Diane. How you doing? Oh, hi, Katie. Hey, thank you so much for the stomping out suicide. I just heard that, and that just makes me happy you're doing that. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. No, I'm, I'm, sure. It's my privilege to do it. So, uh, Yeah, it sounds like it. So, okay, so yesterday I brought home a little... Um, uh, seven-month-old mm-hmm. um, Shih Tzu mix mm-hmm. uh, dog. Okay. And I did that because my family, my daughter-in-law's son, um, and their four kids, they've had her now um, for, they've had her five months. She's yeah. actually seven months. Right. They've had her five months. And I know what you're going to say about this, but it's over the dam now. They, um, Julie got her, the mama got her, because she thought their existing Shih Tzu would like a friend. <laughs> I know. I've heard, you, yep. I've heard you talk about that. Yep. And would like a friend. And now after having um, this puppy for five months, she's just like at wit's end. Yep. Can't get it potty trained. Can't this. Can't that. It's right. up on beds and peas. She has done um, potty pads by the front door. Mm-hmm. Potty pads on the porch. Mm-hmm. Um, walking. The other um, added um, ingredient is there are four children, ages 10 to 16, who mm-hmm. all occasionally walk the dog, and nobody's ever sure if she really goes potty <laughs> when they walk her. Yeah. So there's a lot of mixed factors. Right. And so because I have the time, no professional dog trainer, but because I have the time, and I listen to you every single week. Yay! I, I yeah. So I have her, and we are doing. We're like starting from scratch. Good. And um, you know, walking in early in the morning. I mean, like six ten this morning, and go potty, go potty, and um, you know, doing just all of those things. And if she does, boom, in the house. If she doesn't, I go back out like six or seven minutes later, and we try it again. Mm-hmm. So. 
I guess I'm a little bit, I needed advice because she's seven months old. Mm-hmm. So she has certain habits, you know, she has certain habits just that she does. Um, she has not yet in just a day and a half I've had her jumped up on a bed and peed, but that's what she does at her house. Yeah, that's but a dominant I, thing. I have a gate at my steps. We got her a crate. My son helped me Excellent. get that. So, yeah, so I don't know where to really... What question to ask you? But, okay. The main thing yeah. about potty training is is don't, and this is heads up to all you owners that are out there doing this, don't take the dog for a walk to go potty. You designate a spot in your yard, and that's where they're going to go potty first. Because otherwise, when it's 40 below, if your dog is used to being taken for a walk to go potty, guess what? Right. You know, you're, yeah, it ain't going to work, right? So that's why what we want to do is find it. You want the dog to go potty and get all his business done before he goes on a walk. So you're going to bring him out to the potty spot, wherever you want him to be. Uh, have a 15-foot line to a 10-foot or 20-foot line. Stand still. Tell him what you want in a chant. You know, go potty, go potty, yep. or get busy, get busy. And when the dog does go, just very calmly go, good potty. Thank you. Good potty. Maximum time, two minutes. And then let's say they splash, but you really feel that they got some more. Bring them back in after two minutes. Wait a minute or two. Take them back out. Try it again. Then okay. two minutes is up. Then let's say they got the now first thing in the morning, you should get a piddle and a doo-doo. And let's say you got the piddle pretty much, but the doo-doo still hasn't come yet. Well, then yep. after the second time out, then bring them back in. Put them in the crate or the potty or the uh, crate area or the kennel. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now you're going to feed them. So then what's going to happen about 10 minutes, 15 minutes after they get done eating, now you're going to take her back out. And 10 to 1, when small dogs, if something goes in the front door, something comes out the back door. All right? Oh so then what you're going to do is you bring them out to the potty spot, stand still, go potty, and 10 to 1, you're going to get the morning doo-doo. All right? There are some dogs that they go out and they get so busy, they just splash. And so then they come in, and if you don't take them out one more time after one minute or two, then guess what? They're going to go potty in your house. Some dogs right. are what I call... Yeah. What? Yeah. That yeah. means they just like squirt a little bit yep. out. Yep. And so they, they didn't totally empty their tanks. They just splashed just to get the top off. And then they got yeah. busy dinging around, right? So that's why you want to have them on the line so that if they start... There's a difference between... Uh, the sniff of what's come through here during the night to where do I put it? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so if you feel like the dog is going off, you know, base, just give the leash a little tap, not a correction. Tap, tap, tap. Hey, hey, let's go potty. Keep the dog on task. Come on, let's go potty. You can do it. Yeah. Go potty. And so then, like I said, you're going to get to know the habits of the dog, whether they splashed or whether they re- truly released. But the big okay. thing is no longer than two minutes. You want the dog to learn to get out there, get it done, and get his butt right back in the house all right and so then they- i've heard you say that so many times but i couldn't apply it this time oh my <laughs> gosh thank you yeah you go there you go oh my gosh okay so another thing about that is so i live in a uh, development with mm-hmm. condominiums yep. right yep so i'm thinking what you're talking about is what's called a long line Yep, it's a, about a 15-foot line to a 20-foot line is a long line. Okay. You don't want a 6-foot. A lot of dogs are kind of bashful. They feel like you're standing on top of them, that okay. they don't, you know, they feel uncomfortable so they don't get relaxed to go potty. So you want mm-hmm. a 15-foot to a 20-foot line, and then okay. you, you go to where they're at, and then you back off, so you give them kind of a little distance, right? Right. I wouldn't just leave her out there because we're not allowed to anyway, no. but I would back off and be like in the sideline right and just keep say chanting go potty go potty you're get busy get busy and then when they do go good potty thank you good potty and then your two minutes isn't up yet and uh 
then, you know, let's go, come on. You know, then maybe they might go again. But too many owners think they went the first time, bring them in, turn them loose in the house, and all of a sudden, 10 minutes later, you got to spot the house. Exactly. So that's why you, what you want to do is double, you know, take them out one time, and right. then uh, two minutes later, take them back out another time just to make okay. sure if there's anything left in there. Now when you bring them in, you're, you're you know. Also, too, keep her uh, for the first couple weeks. Keep her on a leash attached to you so you know exactly what she's up to and what she, you don't give her the opportunity to do something wrong. All right. The third in the house. In the house. You keep yeah, okay. in the house she's gonna be tied to you. And if she doesn't isn't tied to you, then she's in her crate or in her area, playpen area. The sure. third week you're gonna let her drag the leash around. So oh. now she you know, then she's gotta stay in the same room as you. If it looks like she's gonna leave the room, uh uh-uh, uh, get back here, come on. You want her hanging around you because so, you're watching for the potty dance is what you want, okay? Okay. They start sniffing and it looks like, you know, and when you got such low riders, boy, they can squat real quick and you're not even, you know, you blink and it's right. like, oh, there's the puddle. <laughs> okay. Now, that brings me to my second question mm. then yeah. because that's what she does mm. and I have a question about that. So, if I, when I take her out um, and even in the house, she, I know at their house, because I'm there often, she can just like, and she's done it. Right. You don't even hardly know she's done it. Right. But when I took her out even early this morning, she will just squat and then look at me. And I think, and I wonder if this can happen, they used to give her, they gave her a little treat every time she'd squat to pee. Yep. But she doesn't really even pee. Yep. I don't even think she, so, I, so I'm not doing that anymore. Good. No, you don't. I think don't. she almost thinks it's a trick. Yeah, you know, I don't mean tricky me. Yeah. It's like it's a little trick. You spot, you yeah. get a treat. No, well, let's hang on to that thought. We'll come back to that, okay? Because we got to run okay. the brakes. So don't hang up. We'll get right back, okay? okay? What do cre- What do queen ants lose after mating? What do queen ants lose after mating? We'll be back. Hello. Thanks for staying with us. The Katie K9 Show. Once again, stopoutsuicide.org up at, uh, up in Wyoming, uh, Minnesota at, uh, Good View Park. And it, uh, it shows you the map as a 5K. You can run it. You can walk it. And yes, you can bring kids. You can bring dogs. User friendly dogs. No retractable leashes, please. Just keep them on a six foot or four foot line. And then find me with the blue avalanche, giving out the water for the dogs and then the uh, bandanas and free samples of Nutrisource dog food. Okay. What do Queen Ants lose after mating? Uh, their heads. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> their abdomen. They do lose something, but not that drastic. <laughs> they lose their wings. Oh. After mating, they lose their wings and just become an everyday ant. Oh. A big everyday ant. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. Yeah, okay, there fine. Go. There you go. Fine See? then. Fine then. I'll write them. All right. Okay, let's go back to Diane. Sounds good. There. Are you with the Diane still? I am. There you go. Okay. I'm right here. There you go. Now, uh, okay, so the the main thing, when, when people give treats for the dogs, you know, to go out and go potty, the dogs yeah. learn to race out their squat, you know what I mean, and just splash and race back for the treat. And then, yeah. but they're not done. And so then they come in the house and then guess what? So that's why the only thing when you're teaching your dog to go potty, you, you know, you stand still in a chant. When they do go, good potty. Very nice. Two minutes is up, then come back in. And if you'd really feel, then you can say, oh, that's good. But do not do the treats and the big, just use a verbal praise. So that what they're doing is they're working from their heart, not their stomach. And they will quit splashing and actually learn to relieve themselves and not be in a hurry to get back, you know, and, and the tanks are still full. Oh. 
Okay. That makes so much sense. Yep. And so that's okay. why. So you're teaching the yeah. dog potty and uh, what it's called and where it goes. Then uh-huh. let's say now you let's say you got both the piddle and the doo doo in the morning. They, you came in, you fed, you know. And now now if you want to go for a walk, go for a walk. But now don't allow the dog to go potty as you are going for a walk. Oh. You decide where you want to stop to let the dog relieve themselves. And because otherwise the dog, you're, is, you're going for a do- walk with the dog and not the dog going for a walk with you. They're taking you hither and thither. All right. Because when mm-hmm. you're in motion, the dog should be walking politely next to you, not pulling. And then, like I say, then if you want to stop at a point and let him be a doggy, say, okay. Maybe put the longer line on and let him go do dog things. And then when you're ready, proceed forward, call him back in. And now you're walking as a team. So you should, the dog should just walk a nice steady beat with you and not be willy-nilly and around where he might trip you over and splashing on this and all that kind of stuff. Okay, and that brought me to my last question then because I was wondering about, I've listened to you talk about, you know, heel, heel, good heel kind of thing. And this this little girl, she is a, she was like yesterday, just a puller. I mean, would want to pull me and I'm like, oh no. Mm -hmm. And I kept pulling her back and then I'd hold her tight to my side and say heel, good heel, heel, good heel. She actually today started doing it. Oh, good, 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 good. Now, are you using, my, are you using a harness or a collar? No, that was my question. All she has, I'm looking at her now, she has just on this cute little pink nylon collar that's rather loose. Okay. Not, I don't think it'd go over her head, but loose. Uh-huh. And I, so I snap it like you, you know, talked about doing just a little snap, yep. heel. Little snap heel, but I I want to know a better collar for that purpose. Well, usually, what? How many pounds is she? She's seven months. No, how many pounds? Oh, pounds. I don't know. Close ten pounds, twelve pounds. Yeah, no more than that. Okay, okay. Yeah. What I use it because she's used to a collar. That's awesome. You're gonna get the star S T A R Mark M A R K collar star okay. Mark collar. Get it on Amazon. You know, it's, it's called Star Mark Dog Training Collar, uh-huh. and you're gonna want to get the small. Okay. All right, and then what you're going to do is you get it, and it just slides over the head. And just okay. le- at first, leave her buckle collar on, but hook onto okay. that one. And then when she gets used to it a little bit more, then take the buckle collar off. Because okay. what you were doing, like holding her by the side, you do not want to do that. The dog, when you're walking the dog, and the dog is walking with you, and you're a team, the hook of the leash should be resting nicely on their back or alongside, where you don't even feel that you have a dog down there. And okay. their shoulder should be by your left leg. And the reason is, is because now that you're in the dog's eyesight, and the, uh, and you're in the dog's eyesight, and the, you're there's. You're in theirs and theirs and yours. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and okay. so Yeah, because you do, anytime you hold the dog in position, the minute the collar is released or the pressure is released, and then, the, out they go. The, then the way they go. They're not learning anything. There's, you're learning to restrain the dog and not train the dog. Okay. Okay. And oh. I do have a walk nicely uh, class this Wednesday night, I think it is, either okay. Wednesday morning or Wednesday evening from 10 to 11 in the morning or 6 to 7 in the evening. And what it, that's all we do for an hour is we show you how to get the right training collar on and show you how to walk the dog nicely. It's 35 well, I bucks. come to you, if I go to this, come to you with that, with that collar. Well, I've got the collars. It. You can get it from me. I've got them. Ah! Okay. Okay. So, so if I'm going to look, I can look online and see that. Yep. And so, yeah, just give me, because, you know, the time is so close. If you want the class, just uh, give me a call and I can put you in. And you can just pay the night out. It's $35 okay, so it's for an hour. Evening. Yep. Yeah. Wednesday I will give evening. You a call I think it's and, Wednesday. Um, Okay, do I just get your number from your website? Well, I can give it to you right Yeah. So, you know, okay. I, if you got a piece of paper and a pencil, I do. 651 429 5433. 
Okay. And just call me and I'm let me know. That. Make sure it's 6 to 7 in the evening or 10 to 11 in the morning. And so, yeah, if it works for you, then you just come. I take checker cash and you just, uh, we get, we, and when you, you're going to walk your dog nicely back to the car. So. I think I'm going to, I'm going to really, I'm going to work toward doing that. Okay. So that would be, yeah. And yeah. I was wondering, like, I know PetSmart has puppy classes, puppy mm-hmm. obedience. Mm-hmm. Is seven months old too old to do photos? Well, in my book, no. Seven, uh, a puppy class is eight, 12 weeks to five months. And then six months up, uh, six months on up is an adult class. Every okay. obedience school is different, you know. But the thing is, is that what you want to work on is manners. Not social skills are okay, but you know, uh, right now you got to start getting the ducks in a, on the same pond. Is what we got to start okay. doing. Get the oh, dog to think wonderful. and hold a thought. Okay. All right, and then I could get that collar by me. Yep, I've got them. You betcha. Yep. So I love that. Okay. okay Check your calendar you. and get back to me. Okay. Thank you okay. so much. Take care. Bye bye. Bye now. Yeah, my, the walk nicely class. I can't remember if it's, if it's Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday, and so it is. And it's not made for reactive dogs. Dogs that hate to, you know, it's for you know other dogs or react to other dogs on walk. What this is is just I got a dog that takes me for a walk. Okay, how to I not have the dog pull? You know, and harnesses restrain. Remember, they don't train, so that's why. Uh, but if you're interested in, just give me a call up at Katie's Canine. You can go to mytalk1071.com and you can go to my website and you can check out what the class is all about and go from there all right uh da, 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 da. um i was gonna say okay when we come back from break i want to be able to uh we, uh, we want to talk about uh, uh maybe we'll probably do that maybe on uh they did it like the 515 maybe uh 515 520 we'll talk about cat diabetes okay because then we got some calls that we want to get to is there do we, we have time or nope I mean, we have like a minute. A minute. Yeah. Okay, let me preface it this, and then we'll come, when you come back from break, then we'll take care of Raleigh and Julie's calls. Then we'll go into cat diabetes. Let me just preface it this, uh, before we go. In your book, your, in a book called Your Cat, Simple New Secrets to a Longer, Stronger Life for a Cat. And it's by Elizabeth M. Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S. She's a doctor of veterinary medicine. And she wound up, her pumpkin had a diabetes. And so, and when she had a revelation after being a vet for 17 years on how to do what conventional vets said was totally wrong. So that's why we're going to, in the five, after the 520 era, we're going to talk about cat and diabetes. All right. Okay. What who what did Tim Berner-Lee invent in 1989? We'll be right back.